Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Okay. Well, sad news. We're going to start off with the sad news and get it out of the way because it just happened. Yeah. Shock G died. Very sad news. Uh, if you don't know who he is, you probably know at least his very biggest hit song, The Humpty Dance. Right. He was also known as Humpty Hump. He had a lot of uh, different alter ego names that he worked under. Um, Obviously, Shock G, member of the band Digital, <laughs> Di- digital Underground. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so far there's no, um, there's no cause of death. He was found unresponsive, but... It seems like nothing torrid happened. It's just really sad. It's really sad. It's like the second huge hip hop loss in a month. Well, what DMX died like what a week ago? Yeah, it was like two weeks ago, maybe or a week and a half ago. Or That's really sad yeah. too. Yeah, so really sad. He was obviously someone that Rachel and I both loved. I think the Humpty Dance. I mean, I think probably a lot of you guys know the Humpty Dance, but I think. It's one of those songs that it's probably one of the funniest songs of all time. It's so funny. And I think that's what I love about 90s rap in particular. It's very funny. Yeah. Like a, there's a ton of great funny rap songs yeah. uh, that are also good. They're not just comedy. but um, And this is definitely one of the best, yeah. all-time best. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty uh, sad. Yeah. And Chalk G, he produced a lot of music as well. He produced one of my favorite Tupac songs, yeah. So Many Tears. So listen to that if in in your Shock G tribute playlist that you make. Yeah. And uh, go get busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Do you like do you know Freaks of the Industry? No. Oh, you'd love Freaks of the Industry. Okay. That's a very it's a very horny song. Okay. I mean, I might know it. Sometimes I don't know titles. It's on the same album, okay. Sex Packets. Oh, okay. I so probably know it. You probably have heard it before. But um, yeah, that's. I think that's probably my favorite digital underground song is Freaks of the Industry. Um, okay. Now, the other big celebrity story this week is um, the Demi Lovato frozen yogurt war that somehow became a huge deal what started off as just her kind of um, bitching about an experience she had in a LA frozen yogurt shop called The Big Chill, which has been there forever. Yeah. It's been around forever. She posted an Instagram story complaining that she had to walk past uh, what she calls diet food, um, including things like sugar-free co- cookies, gluten-free uh, items, etc. Now, this is a frozen yogurt shop, so they're kind of already like a lower fat probably <laughs> like that's the whole thing of frozen yogurt right like wasn't that why it was invented it's lower fat ice cream basically i mean frozen yogurt was like really big in the 80s and everyone was all about like no fat in the 80s and 90s so every they- once in a while i remember tofuti and like Ugh. lose my mind <laughs> like my mom trying to get me to eat tofuti was one of the stupidest things i've ever experienced <laughs> 
first. <laughs> I was like, no way. Am Look, I all you that? could get though back then in the grocery store was something like tofuti or rice dream, maybe. Oh yeah, rice dream for ice cream. Rice dream. You mean like alternatives? Alternative ice yeah. creams that you could get at like the grocery store. I liked store. rice dream better than tofuti. I liked rice dream. I liked the one that was like vanilla ice cream with the chocolate crunch. I was gonna say. <laughs> That was actually pretty good. If it's you did, you just have to suspend your disbelief. It's not ice cream; no. it's rice drink. It tasted good. Now, obviously, this yogurt story store uh, was like, "Hey, you know, we carry items for diabetics, people with celiac disease, vegans, and of course, we have many indulgent items as well." She acted like this was a huge offense to her. She posted some of their private messages because they're like, hey, we're really sorry that you felt triggered or whatever. And she's like, she basically took the attitude, you know, don't mess with me. No, <laughs> like she, she, she was like a hero in this, in her mind. She right? literally said, you don't want to mess with me. Yeah. To this mom and pop frozen yogurt store. So, <laughs> with- And she accused them of gaslighting her too as well, which is like, okay. Seems like a bit extreme. They're just a yogurt store. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fine that gaslighting has entered the cultural lexicon to such a degree that people know the term now. But I feel like the term has also been very much watered down to its original meaning. Oh, absolutely! It's used for almost anything now. I don't think they were gaslighting her. I think they were disagreeing with her (laughs) yeah i think they just disagreed with her that they were trying to trigger her and look demi lovato she's very much publicly gone through uh struggled with eating disorders and addiction and absolutely and you know she's you know doing now a lot of people came to the defense of the yogurt place they're like i love going here because i have celiac disease and they always have something or i am gluten-free or uh, dairy i need vegan options and they have those options for me or i'm diabetic yeah so apparently this is a go-to place for people who have um diets that are restricted in some way and i think a lot of people took umbrage to the fact that this big celebrity was using her platform to come down hard on a mom and pop frozen yogurt store, especially during a pandemic when so many of our beloved food places have been, you know, at risk of closing. Absolutely. Like this is a single store operation. This is not a chain, uh, right? There's only one location. Yes. So yeah, it does seem like a bit like take it private. Be like, hey, have you ever considered not selling this thing or that it says guilt-free or whatever? Like I feel like there is a way to do it, Yeah, but putting them on blast... (laughs) (laughs) doesn't seem the way because they do seem like a nice operation. Now, Demi at some point suggests that she was going to donate $100,000 to the shop because she's put out like a big apology video on Instagram. I think it was like eight minutes long. I watched the explanation video. I think she did another one where she apologized. She said she was going to donate $100,000 and she said she wrote a letter of apology for her behavior. But the yogurt shop says that those um, are... photoshopped and that she did not really send those to them and they've <gasps> never received what? the $100,000. What? Yes. So they said it's not changing its menu and they thanked everyone for their support. So we don't know what's going on there. So that's weird. Now, she also got in trouble this week for another thing. She celebrated, she's famously sober. Like she went through rehab and she all recently had a, an overdose like like a few months ago, right? Something like that. And I some think, kind of thing. She was I, hospitalized. I think it was longer than that. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact thing, but on 420, she posted a picture of herself smoking pot in a hammock in a tropical looking location and saying that she is California sober now. But her version of California sober includes mild drinking. Mild drinking. <laughs> and pot. Look, I don't judge her, whatever her, you know, look, you're not sober if you're drinking and smoking pot, but if that, if she can do that and she's happy, my hat, is, my hat is off to her. Well, but that's not California sober because California sober is just pot. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, I know it's not an official thing. <laughs> well, that's what, uh, that is a term I have heard before. Look, I don't smoke pot. Right. Well, she's, uh, people who are close to her are not happy about this. So that's like a whole other thing, including people like Scooter Braun. Scooter. Was He's that like the her Taylor manager. Swift guy? He's her manager or her whatever. Yeah. And Elton John. He's not happy? He's not happy. He says moderation does not work. So these people are worried about her. I mean, who knows? She, Like you said, if you can handle moderation, uh, that's good, I guess. Right. Um, uh, look, I but can't. But who knows? I you can't do, you don't really, The problem is, and we've known a few people who think they can moderate back out. Right. And then they, they kind of go down a dark hole. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's she had quite a week as far as little scandalous moments. I mean, all very mild, nothing major, right? But uh, yeah, she had she had this was her week. Well, she had people talking, absolutely. Um, okay, here's a little silly story. I missed this trending topic on Twitter, but apparently, in the past week, Amy Poehler started trending, and it was for a very very weird reason. Apparently, a woman's mugshot went up on Twitter, and it was uh, <laughs> a blonde woman who looked really a lot like Amy Poehler. So everyone was like, is that Amy Poehler? <laughs> now, what made it funny was that the crime was Miami stripper arrested for squirting vaginal fluids at police officers in self-defense. <laughs> now, this was a big Twitter story. I completely missed this. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought this was an old story. Well, it just happened this week, but the story does turn out to be f- fake. Oh, the squirting I, was not fake. So was, Amy Poehler got dragged down this for an absolutely fake story. Uh, she did not squirt fluids. And, and the stripper did not squirt fluids. Well, I was going to say, where's her bail fund? I want to donate. I would love a woman to squirt <laughs> while getting arrested as a defense, like the super soaker. Yeah. Like that would be incredible. I think we'd all want to like read read about that. Uh, so yeah, that's an, here's another little weird Twitter story that it's it's not that long, but I thought it was funny. So this happened in Krakow, Poland. There was a woman who was outside, and she saw that there had been a bizarre animal in a tree outside her home for a few days. She finally calls in for help to deal what she thinks is some kind of iguana. And when officers showed up at the scene, they were able to nab the mysterious animal and the animal in question turned out to be a croissant. <laughs> I just, Did you see the croissant in the tree? I just heard the story right before you came over because they talked about it on last podcast. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh my God. But I thought that was so funny. Like, And one of the things that those guys said was like it would be alarming anyway just to see like how did that croissant get into that tree yeah yeah what happened like what's you, the story there who right. throws a perfectly good croissant and it's a very juicy looking croissant like it's, it's fat it's, like not, it's a nice fat one it's not one of those bullshit grocery store ones no it's pretty big it's like a real bakery one you can kind of see oh <laughs> you can kind of see why she thought maybe it was some kind of 
creature, like it, a rodent or something. Or like a cocoon. Yeah. Like it looks like kind of like a cocoon too. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty. Uh, I think it's funny she got the authorities involved. Okay. This is not a story. I guess there was a big story today in the Hollywood Reporter, but someone I know tweeted about this as well, and I had no idea. So file this under news to me because I did not know this. Did you know, do you know the band Evan and Jaron <laughs> from the 90s? They're they from were, the 90s? I think so. They're like brothers. Like I think they're from the 2000s. Are they later than? Yeah. I thought they were the late 90s. Okay, so they're from the 2000s? I've, Even better. I've never heard their music before. But you know who they are. You've I heard have, of them. I have heard of this band. Did you know that Evan is the manager of Kevin Spacey now? What? Yes. So... In 2016, Spacey gets fired by his like real manager, like his old time manager after he has all of these uh, accusations of sexual assault. And um, but he his he gets taken on by Evan, whose last name is Lowenstein. They have like he's the one who came up with that idea for Kevin to do the video <gasps> as the character from um, House of Cards. Wait, that was his idea? His idea to, the, to do that Christmas video. Should we explain to our listeners who aren't extremely online? Yes, explain to them. Give them the rundown. After Kevin Spacey made headlines for a sexual assault that was alleged to have happened uh, against a minor... This was a very serious accusation. There's all this fallout. He's fired from House of Cards. He is like... His career's over. His career's done. Kevin Spacey takes to Twitter on Christmas Eve. I don't remember the year. Maybe it was 2016, 2017. But he takes to Twitter on, on Christmas Eve, and he uploads a video of himself in his kitchen doing the same voice, the same accent as he has... As his character in House of Cards. Now, I have never seen House of Cards, so I had no idea why what this accent was, <laughs> and I was deeply disturbed by that. It's like a very foghorn, leghorn, southern accent. I just thought... Heavy. I just was like, why? where did this accent come from? That's really funny. Why is he doing... Like, I was really upset about it. Okay. I had seen House of Cards, like, the first few seasons, so I knew the character, uh, but that's really demented if you didn't know Dude, it. I, I had no see. idea. I just thought, oh my god, he just, like, is doing... Why is he doing this accent? And, and it wasn't, like, an apology video or anything. It was just sort of like a, hello. It was called Let Me Be Frank. Right. <laughs> So the character's name is Frank Underwood. That's right. Uh, yeah. So it's a bizarre video. I'm sure you can still find it. Why he? And I feel like he did another. He one. did a sequel the yeah. next year. And I, we've we've all kind of been wondering if he's going to drop another one. Well, it's always on Christmas. He does them. Is it always Christmas? I remember. Okay. I remember it was Christmas. It was literally Christmas Eve because people were like, "How dare you? <laughs> it's the holidays, sir." Now. This guy, Evan Lowenstein, is actually supposedly a witness to one of uh, Spacey's um, crimes. Or, really? Yeah. He was at, I think it was uh, one of the things where he was at a club and he put his hands down a busboy's pants or something in Nantucket. So this guy, Evan, was supposedly there that day when that incident happened. And he still decided to be his manager? Uh, yeah. And you want to know something even crazier? Yeah. He had a wife and kids. They lived in Florida and he left his wife and kids and moved in with Kevin Spacey in LA. And he like, his family doesn't, his wife like 
doesn't want to be around him anymore or even have him around the kids anymore. So he gave up his family to become Kevin Spacey's manager. Now they live together. No one knows. There's there's no sign that they're in a relationship or they've never said that they were. But even if there is no relationship, that's a pretty weird thing to do to leave your family to manage this guy who has no career. Like, what are you managing? It's like a bizarre story. There's a really big Hollywood Reporter article on it today. Um, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I definitely want to look more into this because this is like a weird story for sure. And I love that he has like a weird boy band background. Uh, I don't remember that band at all. I mean, I knew who they were and I was like, who are these dipshit brothers? (laughs) That's like my memory of them. Because they didn't, I don't remember them having a hit. Forgive me if they have a huge hit. I've never, I I, I could not name one of their songs if you... There was like a period, me. I think, of like sibling acts, like Allie and something. And like the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah, there was like a bunch of the, like there's the main sibling acts and then there was like B tier and then I think even C tier. Yeah. Kind of like with boy bands, yeah. you know, it was like the same thing. They're like on an O-Town level. They might even be lower than O-Town. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a uh, second. I need to like Google just to see what these guys look like. I mean, I this is not the kind of music I would probably listen to, but Evan and Jaren. I mean, they're they, like they they I just Googled them, the first picture that comes up for them, they look like real estate agents. Yeah, they're like attractive, but not like in any kind of interesting way. Like they look like they have a show on HGTV or like yes. not even HGTV. They have a show on E. And they're twins, right? They I, look enough alike that they could be. Um, okay. So yeah, well, I'll follow up on this story because it does seem like there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on here. I'm not quite sure what. Now, this is a cat story for us. A sixth grader has done a very interesting science fair project, and I think all of our cat-loving audience will be into this, and maybe some of our (laughs) non-cat. I like that you said, this is a cat story for us. Because sometimes I I would like to think that, that we have several listeners out there who, when we bring up cats on the mini episode, which is every week, fucking bite me. They go, oh, another cat story. Uh, um, This one's really funny because it has another topic we often talk about. Now, this guy, this kid, his idea was to see how much cat's buttholes actually touch everything in your house. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to know this. Now, this he had a very interesting way to tackle this science experiment. He used a non-toxic lipstick and painted the cat's anuses. No. And then kept track over several weeks as to where the lipstick marks showed up in his house. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. How mad was his mother? His mother uh, went along with him and, and let him do this. First of all, <laughs> cleaning lipstick out of stuff is very difficult. Yeah. What if he's wiping his anus with the lipstick on it all over the couch? Well, here's the results. Now, his mom made a Facebook post about this. She said, Caden completed his sixth grade science fair project this past week and tackled the challenge, ta- challenging task of answering the internet's most burning question. Does your cat's butthole really touch all the surfaces in your home? We had a lot of fun with this. Uh, as a disclaimer, no cats were harmed in the process of this, uh, of this science experiments. Now, they had one long, medium-haired cat and a short-haired cat. So that was sort of their differentiations. They um, said that the cats got lots of treats for helping with this experiment. Speaking of cat buttholes. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's a cat using the toilet now. And the lipstick was removed with a baby wipe once we collected our data. They didn't do this for a long extended period. So the results are that long and medium haired cats buttholes made no contact with soft or hard surfaces at all. And that short haired cats made no contact on hard surfaces. But we did see evidence of a slight smear on oh. the soft bedding surface. Oh. <laughs> I just... Just imagine how much a hairless cat is getting their asshole. Well, she said, you know, when you see them <laughs> lying on a pile of laundry or unmade bed. Oh. <laughs> Look, I think that it goes with the territory. If you have animals, you're having buttholes on things. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, I probably. think you just have to let, let it go. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. So do you have any recommendations this week? I do. I have several. Okay. Well, I watched... (laughs) (laughs) I can't get get any peace in this house with four cats. (laughs) I watched the Mayor of Easttown first episode. Oh, you did? I did. I watched it. I watched it last night. I like it. I was telling Desi a couple days ago how much I love Kate Winslet... Right. I'll watch just about anything she does. I really appreciate that we're getting a big TV show with a Pennsylvania, Philadelphia I love it. accent. I love it. Because my mother's side is all from Philadelphia. Right. So I hear that accent every time I, I go back there to visit. I just like hearing East Coast, strong East Coast accents. <laughs> In general, like I'm always happy when yeah. I'm getting to hear that. I just feel like the Philly accent. Now, this show doesn't, it looks, it seems like it takes place in a town right outside of Philly. Yeah. It's not in the city. No, but, but it's, it's still, it's in the area. Um, 
but a Philly accent, you, you get a lot of New York accents on TV. You get a lot of, uh, of that. Boston. Boston. Yeah. You don't get a lot of Philly representation. No. So I appreciate, I think her accent, she, she's doing a pretty good job. I was laughing. Uh, I saw like a promoted tweet about the show on Twitter and it said, Kate Winslet is a revelation. I was like, yeah, she's been around and been great for like 30 years. <laughs> Forever, like what? What is your revelation? Yeah. She's always been a great actress. Like, She's been great since day one when she was in Heavenly Creatures. I know it was just like such a funny thing because it's like that's like what you write about someone who's never been a dramatic actor before or a new star. Maybe she has an Oscar. Yeah, and she's like always nominated. Like yeah, and she's just widely considered one of the best actresses and ever. I, and I think she is. <laughs> Me too. But it was just funny, like revelation, like, right? <laughs> We're really surprised. Yeah. Uh, no, it's great. I'm glad you watched it. I really liked it. Uh, and I think it's uh, going to be a good miniseries. It's a miniseries. It's not going to be... I think it is like a limited series or whatever. They're doing a lot of limited series it's, lately. I know. I wonder what that is. I think it's because it's like... Um, it's an easy sell. Yeah. Because you don't have to be like, here's eight seasons. Right. It's like, here's, here it is. It's an arc. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> We're going right. to get a big star, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I watched a lot of other things. I watched uh, me and Brendan's friend, Josh Raffay. He directed the Sasquatch docuseries. Yes. That just came out. It's on Hulu. It's three episodes, so it's very short. It's not really about Sasquatch. It's it's kind of it's a murder mystery. Yeah. It's interesting. It's very atmospheric. I thought uh, they did a good job with it. If you know, it goes into a lot of the culture up in Northern California, Humboldt County, Humboldt County, Mendocino County, Trinity County. That yeah. what they what's known as the Emerald Triangle. I watched almost all of the first episode, and then I had to go, so I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I'm gonna finish watching it. I'm into it. I like. I like every aspect of the story. I'm into weed. I like Sasquatch people. <laughs> and I like murder, like mysteries. Like, so, yeah. I mean, it, has, it hits all those elements. I told Rachel before we started recording, I have been up in that area. So uh, I like seeing it because, when you know, when you've been somewhere, you're like, yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> it gives you like this little sense of like, you can really feel like you're in it. Right, right. Uh, and it is a very beautiful area right uh but it's it's a weird area because it's so unpopulated up there it's like all fucking trees yeah it's so green yeah it's crazy um the driving up the highway in that area is one of the more beautiful drives i've ever (laughs) taken right (laughs) it is really beautiful and i did stop at some weird roadside uh stand too uh, on my way up there but yeah i'm gonna finish it i'm looking forward to it i feel like hulu's had a few good documentaries lately oh well the fire festival one they did was oh re- yeah that was really good that was really good the other thing i watched is the bob odenkirk movie nobody yeah i saw it i really liked it obviously i'm very biased because bob odenkirk is one of my favorite actors i thought it was really fun i had a lot of fun watching it it's a very um action-packed movie the action does not let up and it's very funny um, I saw this series on Netflix. I did not get a chance to watch it, but I'm really interested. It's called The Serpent. Did you see anything about this show? I haven't seen it. Now, this is um, a 1970s set 
crime spree of a killer named Charles Sobraj. He, I guess, started off committing fraud and robbery and then ends up murdering at least a dozen people as they're traveling throughout the world. Like he kind of hits them while they're on vacation. And people describe it as kind of a talented Mr. Ripley type character where he kind of convinces them he's something like some of them are like single women on a vacation after a divorce and he kind of charms them and gets them in. But I've never heard about this guy and this series just dropped on Netflix. uh, So I really want to watch it. I've heard a few good things about it. So if you're looking for another limited series, (laughs) this one is called the serpent and it's on Netflix and it looks really interesting. So maybe we can, uh, look into the story for an ep- for an episode at some point because it sounds cool. Uh, this, I think it's eight episodes, so you can binge it all at once. I also watched a few movies. I watched, um, I think because I watched all the Fast and Furious movies, which are complete <laughs> trash, I had to like revamp myself <laughs> with some art flicks. <laughs> so I watched Atlantic City, which is a really good movie from the 1980. And then I watched Mulholland Drive last night. Uh, which is such a good movie. And if you've never seen it, you should absolutely watch it, especially if you're into Hollywood kind of stuff, which you probably are since you listen to this show. And like being disturbed. It's very disturbing, but it's very Hollywood and just about, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You should just watch it. So yeah, I hadn't seen that in a while. It's about hot lesbians. It is a hot lesbian movie as well. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't think that's how they sold it. That's how I sell it. It to has myself. a lot of good points to it. It's just a good movie to watch every once in a while because every time you watch it, you see new things or notice new things. So yeah, that was really fun last I night. I can't. I can't watch that movie that often. I don't. The dumpster scene, like everyone, Did that scare you? Yes, Desi. It didn't scare you. You're the no. one person on the fucking planet who it didn't scare. <laughs> Everybody needs to email in and bully Desi that she's too. Too cool to be scared by the dumpster scene in Mulholland Drive. It's not. How like, dare it's you? It's not like the scene from Exorcist Three. Okay, you, you beast. Uh, so yeah, I did watch it and not get scared. I also wanted to to uh, recommend a podcast. Do you have a podcast? I was on a podcast. Oh. Okay, do you want to go first? Yes. Okay, go. I was on a podcast this week. It just dropped today. I was back on Pod Yourself a Gun, which is a Sopranos podcast, and we talked about a Sopranos episode from season four in which Chrissy gets gets an intervention. Yes. So if you like the Sopranos, go listen to that episode. I love those guys. You should just listen, subscribe to their podcast anyway if you yeah. like the Sopranos. A lot of people are rewatching it, so yeah. it's good to have a companion piece. Yeah. Uh, the podcast I wanted to recommend is one I've recommended before, but it's back for season two. That is Cocaines and Rhinestone. Rhinestones, uh, this, this season I think is going to be about country music legend George Jones, but this guy who hosted Tyler, God, I forget his name, Tyler something co. I think, <laughs> sorry, he, he follows me too. We've interacted on Twitter. <laughs> Tyler, that's just what I call him, just his first name. Mayhan Co., I think. Uh, so he he always goes into like history, like episode one goes into the history of pinball and how it was like country music superstars were obsessed with pinball when it really? first came out because it was like attached to gambling and it was like a way they could do illegal gambling. It was really interesting because I had no idea. I've always been like, why do people like pinball? It seems really hard. And like, you, you, how do you win at pinball? I have no fucking idea. They have like points on it. I know, but how do you control it? Like, 
you've never played pinball? Of course I have, but I'm not really good at it, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't see how you do different things. Like, right. I don't know how you master it. Like, yeah, it seems like luck to me, but obviously I've never really delved into the becoming a pinball wizard. <laughs> I f- feel like once you know how to move the lever, there's only so much you can do. That's what I think. Like, but I guess, I guess you can get better at it, but there's a, there's a lot more to it in the early days, at least than, than that. I mean, that's what I used to watch Tommy. I was like, how is he so good? <laughs> but that, but you have to understand, I literally am a dumb bitch. Even when I was watching fast and furious, I was like, how does one car go faster than another? Don't they all max out at a certain point? <laughs> like, I don't get how they like make cars go faster than each other. Look, I'm dumb. I admit it. There's certain things I just will never uh, grasp. Don't get car Twitter <laughs> on your ass. Seriously. Don't, don't email me about shifting gears, please. <laughs> I don't know how to. No, literally, don't email us about that. Please don't. I won't understand it. You'll waste your typing time, (laughs) and I'll probably delete it without reading. (laughs) Like if your subject line says "shifting gears," I'm fucking putting that in the trash can. (laughs) Uh, I did. I did tweet this, but it was literally true today. I noticed I've started driving with my hand on the emergency brake. Desi. Like I'm going to be speeding and all of a sudden pull it or something to go and like turn to the side or something when I'm turning a sharp do corner. Do they do that in Fast and the Furious? Yes. They they use their emergency brake to drive. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how any of it works. Anyway. Yeah. That's my recommendations. Let's move on to food, but I'm going to start the food section off with uh, something that someone sent us. A listener named Kevin heard us talking about Ambrosia. He sent us an ad, an old ad from Jell-O, a combo promo between Jell-O and Best Foods or Hellman's Mayo, depending on what side of the country you're in. And this was some recipes. One of them is ideal for Lent, Rachel. (laughs) It is a vegetable tuna souffle salad. You basically mix lime jello with shredded carrots, shredded cabbage, and a quarter cup of finely diced cucumber, plus mayo and onion. You make the jello. It's like a creamy looking jello because it has mayo in it. Wait, (laughs) this is supposed to be savory? Yes. You're using sweet jello to make savory loaves. Like these are called salads. But they're like in a shape of a loaf. That's what they called salads back then. Yes. So this one is perfect for Lent. It is a vegetable tuna souffle salad. You can also make it with egg, but you got to switch it to lemon jello for the egg for some reason. I don't know. And this one has pimentos and green pepper in it as well. Now, these are called man-pleasing molded salads. <laughs> I don't want to meet the man who's like, please. Mm. I mean, just hearing these things, you're just whipping up jello with mayo and then letting it solidify. And then you add some fucking vegetables to it and tuna and tuna or egg. Just Ugh. imagine walking into a house with that fucking thing on the table for dinner, like and having a slice of it. I'm why, sorry. Why do people love fucking people from the 50s and 60s could not get enough of gelatin? <laughs> like they love gelatin. This is why David Cronenberg is the way he is. Is because <laughs> I bet you his mother made a lot of these jello salads. They're sick. Now, 
I like this ad. They're like, applause getting salads. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they kind of look cool. Because you're like, what the fuck is that? I do like the look of these disgusting salads. I love pictures of them. Like, I would frame them and put them in my house. Me too. Seriously, I would. I love the way they look. I follow a ton of 70s food accounts or like old food accounts because I like seeing these weird recipes and these weird foods. But damn. No. I can't imagine eating... I can't imagine what it tastes like. I can't even fathom what mayo and gelatin, like... Uh, Just the fact that they didn't even use an unflavored gelatin. Yeah. That they went with the sweetened lime flavor with the tuna. No, thank you. Yeah. So... I thank you, Kevin. I love I love seeing these old recipes. I always love them. Uh, they're great. Now, as far as what we ate, I did make a carrot cake over the weekend. Bitch, I'm I had hungry. a ton of carrots, and I tried to decorate it. Did you see my turd carrots? Yes, I did. <laughs> I I don't have all the tips. Okay, <laughs> I know that like, you need to use the proper tips, and it makes it much easier. You only had the star tip. I had the star tip, and I had the fat O. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. the circle. That's its, that's its uh, official name, the fat that's what O. what Wilton calls it. <laughs> the fat O and the, the anus. That's the what anus. I had. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to make the carrots. They did look like huge orange turds. But you know what? It tasted good, and it looked pretty cute. It wasn't like the best, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Uh, I got the vegetable box as well. So I made a lot of vegetables. I... Uh, used I made a really good pasta with kale, mm. so I sautéed the kale with literally like a hundred cloves of garlic, mm. <laughs> and it was really yummy. And I put it with linguine; it was Ooh. delicious. And then I got beets, and I made a really great salad with the beets. I made I got watercress in my box, Ooh. so I did a watercress salad with roasted beets, goat cheese, and then I I had pepitas, so I candied the pepitas and <gasps> sprinkled them on top. Yum. It was really good. That's and then good I made salad. like a citrusy vinaigrette on top of it. It was a really good salad. I liked the beets. I did not get the pink poops though. <laughs> <laughs> one we can't go one show. Well, we already we had broken the <laughs> broken the ice on poop on this episode. Wait, we did? Yeah, because remember the um anuses? Well, that's anus. Okay. That's- Sorry. <laughs> well, it's anus adjacent. <laughs> uh, First of all. <laughs> Who wants those? Who wants those? The pe- the poops? Yeah. Well, no one wants them, but it's always I'm always kind of like make sure you remember that it, you don't have cancer or something because it's scary when you forget yeah. that you ate beets and you see it and you're like, holy shit, what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, so I was like making sure I remembered to not be scared, and then it didn't happen. Or it was, it was mild. I don't get those. Uh, oh, really? No, I'm Russian. That's because you're Russian. <laughs> I don't get them. You I'm absorb, Russian. You absorb the red dye I'm su- completely. supposed to eat them. Well, maybe because I'm partially something. Uh, I've stopped absorbing it now. Uh, and then I'm trying to think what else I made with my vegetable box. Oh, I just roasted some Ooh, things. I'm trying to think of what I did with my vegetable I box. I just love vegetables, you guys. <laughs> okay, but you ate some good food. I had two cheeseburgers for <gasps> dinner last night. Oh, that's right, because you told me Melon got one. No, I ate the two cheeseburgers. Oh. <laughs> Wait, where did you did, where did you get them? I finally tried Burgers Never Say Die. Oh, you did. Burgers Never Say Die. The, oh fuck! Sorry, the cat's on the mixing board. Dude, brother, <laughs> she is like out of control tonight. Yeah, I don't know what's going I on. I like how I mentioned that to you two days before, and you literally thought about it. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> the moment stop. I mentioned it, I it had to go. I've been wanting to try burgers. Never say die. They're so good. They're good, right? <sighs> like 
Yeah. And it's like de- a perfect type of They burger. delivered. Oh, good. They delivered. Okay. So it was so fucking good. It's totally my ultimate burger. It's just like a very old school, like smashed flat ass burger yeah. with the American cheese. And a good greasy bun. And the chopped up diced white onions. Yes. Love. And we, and the fries are good. The fries are good. The fries are really good. The other thing we got from this establishment was we ordered the cookies they have. They're from Ooh. this bakery called Brady's Bakery, and the chocolate chip cookies were fucking delicious. Oh, damn. They didn't have those when I went. I immediately went on the website of this bakery, and mm-hmm. you can get delivery from them, too. Okay. And their other cookies look really good. Ooh, we should get a sampler pack. Yeah, we should. That uh, sounds really good. The other thing I ate was I recently ordered another custom box of C's chocolates, and it just came yesterday. Did you get any new things or the same? I kind of got the same thing, but I might have gotten some new things. Okay. I don't remember because okay. it was like late at night when I was like, I'm going to order another box of chocolate. I know, you sent it to me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I uh, ate that was good. Everything else has just been, you know, some pretty boring-ass home cooking that I've made. Yeah. But that was good last night. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? Um, one of our listeners at replied us on our Hollywood Crime Scene Twitter account because, Desi, you talked about on a show recently. I don't remember if it was a mini or a main episode, but you mentioned that there was a horror movie that you saw when you were a kid. And I remembered this too. Like I do remember like being trapped, someone being trapped under a pool. I don't know if for me it was like trapped under a pool cover, but you said they were trapped. It was a glass. The pool, they were swimming in a pool and then suddenly like glass formed on top while they were underwater. Well, Amy... Our listener, Amy, she said, the movie with the pool that turned to glass is called The Legacy. Oh. It was my first horror flick, so I remember it well. Roger Daltrey is in it and (laughs) Sam Elliott. Okay, we have to watch this. So I'm going to watch this tonight. Okay, we have to watch this. It's from 1978. I may have seen this movie, honestly, because... I have a very... That's the only thing I remember about it. I think I saw it on TV. Like, I did not go to the theater, obviously, but it's... I would love to see it because I love Sam Elliott, first of all. First of all, the cover, like the VHS cover for this movie is incredible. Let me see. Wait, is that a cat? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, this looks incredible. Okay, we have to watch this. We have to watch this and give our review next week. Okay, we will. I'm definitely watching it. If everyone wants to do a little movie club, watch The Legacy and we'll talk about it briefly. Oh good, I'm so glad because this actually looks really good. No, this is right up my alley. I'm I may have seen there are like there are so many horror movies that like I remember watching when I was a kid and like that I just don't know the names of. Me too. Because that's what happens when you're like in our era where it's like you just something comes on TV and you just start watching right, it. Right, you're not renting it and sometimes you don't see it from the beginning. You right. just start watching it yeah. so you've missed integral scenes and you don't really know what it's about, but a horror movie especially you can just see a horrible scene and it stays with you, even the, though I have no idea what the movie was about. Honestly, this should be a segment on the show where we like give a piece of information from a movie that we remember watching when we were a kid, but we have no idea for the <laughs> life of us. Like, there's a horror movie from the '80s that I remember watching as a kid, and I you couldn't I 
I have no fucking idea what it was, but I remember this scene vividly because it fucking scarred me for life. And it was two girls, like one of them was hanging off the side of a cliff and she was holding her arm. And the other girl was like struggling to pull her friend up. And all of a sudden her skin rips. Ew. And she gets degloved and she falls off the cliff. Degloved is the worst thing <laughs> ever. When I hear that word, I want to kill him. Like, I want to die. It's so, so if awful. you know what I'm talking about, if you know this movie, it was definitely like an 80s horror okay. movie. If you guys remember a girl hanging off the side of the cliff and being degloved and then plummeting to her death, Ugh. please, please. That sounds awful. Right into the show. Okay, I like I, this segment. This is this should be a new segment where we remember bits and pieces and get our <laughs> listeners to to do some work for us. You work for us now. No, I'm. But our like I said before, with they the, come together with the food stuff. We have very smart listeners. By the way, update on those cookies. Yeah, remember Sasha wrote in yeah. about the cookies. A lot of our listeners emailed us in. First of all, thank thank you to everyone who emailed in. Yeah. I relayed all of the information that everyone sent to us back to Sasha. They're not the cookies. No, because you guys sent in things that look like a fudge stripe, yes. like an Entenmann's version of fudge she stripe. She said the fudge design on the cookies were a little more abstract. Okay. We'll so we'll, we're going to keep looking, Sasha. We're not going to give up. This is not <laughs> a cold case. We're still looking. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.